On Shabbos, we celebrate the Yom Tov of Tuba of. The Gemara says in Mesechtes Tanis, Yom Tovin There wasn't such happy days for Klal Yisrael like Yom Kippur and Tuba of. And one of the reasons given is because Tuba of was the day when the Yoytze Mitzrayim, the Eden that left Mitzrayim, stopped dying. As we know, after the episode of the Meraglim, there was a decree that all the men from the ages of 20 to 60 were to perish in the Midbar and not enter into Eretz Yisrael. So every year on Tisha B'Av, a gut-wrenching scene unfolded. The 600,000 men that left Mitzrayim dug their own graves and laid down in it. And 15,000 of them didn't get up the next morning. And that happened year after year until 585,000 men passed away. On Tisha B'Av of the 40th year, there were only 15,000 men remaining, and they went to lay down in their graves. They were certain that they will not merit to see another day. However, miraculously, says Toysvis, they all woke up in the morning. They thought they miscalculated the days of the new moon, so they continued their descent into their graves every night until the 15th day of Av, and on Tuba of, when they saw the full moon, they realized that Hashem had made an exception and let them live and be zoichet to enter into Eretz Yisrael. So why were only these last 15,000 zoichet to survive? And the answer is, it's only because the power of tefillah. Can we imagine the pain and the anguish when every Erev Tishabov, every family had to say goodbye to their father or brother or son as they headed off to the cemetery not knowing if they will be from this year's 15,000 that will not get up from their grave in the morning. Can we envision the depth of their tefillahs that they should be speared at least for another year? However, the tefillahs of the first 39 years pales in comparison to the tefillah of the 40th year. Because every year, while davening, in the back of their minds, they always knew there's a very good chance that they will not be part of this year's 15,000. Even on the 39th year, when there were only 30,000 men left, there was still a 50% chance that they would survive. So psychologically, when one knows there's a chance, even a minor one, that he's not part of the decree, his tefillah lacks that desperation and urgency. However, on the 40th year, when there were only 15,000 men remaining, they all knew the math and knew that they had sadly come to the end of the line. They were staring death in the face. Their only chance of being spared was a truly powerful tefillah. So those 15,000 men prayed with great intent and with tremendous depth and meaning. That type of tefillah has such power and strength that it nullified Hashem's decree. That is ultimately the reason why they were spared. The Gemara Masechtis Brachas relates that a group of gangsters were harassing the great Tana Reb Meir, and he prayed that they should die. Reb Meir's wife, Buria, advised him that rather than pray that they die, he should instead pray that they repent and not hassle him anymore. The Gemara says he heeded his wife's advice and he prayed that they repent, and in fact, they all did Shuba. The Mesha asks a very fundamental question. How could Rameir pray that someone else should repent? Tshuva is dependent on Bechira Chavshis, a person's free will. It is dependent totally on a person's own initiative. Therefore, prayers for divine intervention to bring about Tshuva should be completely inapplicable. So how is Rameir able to daven that they repent? And the Sforum bring a very powerful idea. From the fact that Rameir davened that they do tshuva, we can infer that tefillah takes precedence over Bechira. 
Prayer overrides the principle of freedom of choice. The power of prayer is so strong that in spite of the fact that most of the time the world operates on the principle of Bechira Chavshis, Tefillah is such a force that it can even overwhelm the concept of free choice. In this week's parsha, we find that Moshe Rabbeinu davened 515 tefillahs, the numerical value of Eschanan, that Hashem should let him enter into the land of Eretz Yisrael. And after 515 tefillahs, Hashem said, Rav Lach Al Toisef, Moshe, I'm begging you, please stop. And the Mepharshim say, had Moshe prayed tefillah number 516, he would have been answered and allowed to enter into Eretz Yisrael. Moshe's tefillah would have overpowered Hashem's will. What a lesson in tefillah. Sometimes we daven and daven and we don't see results. And inevitably, we give up hope and stop davening. We lose faith in our tefillahs. Who knows if we stopped one tefillah short? Don't stop on the one-yard line. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.